1: Hi, this is Gemma Ricks and Lucy Maunder. You're listening to the Friday Morning Show with Leo on Joy 94.9.
2: Welcome back to Joy Musical Theatre, darlings Gemma Ricks and Lucy Maunder. Hello.
1: Hello.
2: <laughs> now, it's great to have you in studio, finally. You girls have been in a lot of productions over the years, but in your early days... What made you decide musical theatre? Was that something that you was loved as a kid or did just happen naturally? Lucy. Lucy. <laughs> um,
1: well, I think so I grew up, uh, my parents, uh, my dad was an opera director and my mother was an opera singer. So yeah. I sort of grew up in the crib underneath the, the chairs in the orchestra pit type of thing. So I, I think they probably wanted me to go into law or accounting, but it was um, something that wasn't quite in my blood, I don't think. But I didn't sing at all until I was about 14. Um, I just danced and ice skated and did gymnastics and played the violin and played the piano and all of that. But um, I remember singing in front of my parents for the first time at this at this workshop and they both went, oh, like I didn't had no idea that I could even sort of hold a tune and since then I sort of did school musicals and stuff. But, yeah, I've always adored musical theatre and it's just been, yeah, the biggest passion. So... I mm. guess
2: when I go and see shows, um, and Jimmy, you can probably attest to this with Wicked because. I love going to shows, and there's so many kids that are seeing theater these days, which is amazing. Yeah, right? Instead yeah. of At home on the computers and playing video games, are seeing live theater. That must be that must be fantastic for you. Yeah,
0: guys. well, it means work for us. So mm-hmm. it means there's you know there's people wanting to to see these shows, which is so great. And and whenever you see shows being launched, it it excites us because it means that it's thriving and uh, and it means work. So yeah, so it's brilliant. But um, for me, I was wasn't technically into music. Theatre as such, I was always singing. Um, and I a, was in a band,
2: right? Yeah, yeah. So band. I
0: was more pop. That was sort of my my thing that I was passionate about. And I would do acting and stuff like that, but I never put the two together. And uh, and look, I was terrible. When I look back at footage, like I thought I was amazing, but like I was so <laughs> out of tune. And I was said so to my mom and dad, I was like, you guys gave me false like. False praise. False hope. Yeah, yeah, but good on them because it fully, you know, I just loved it. And it wasn't until I was probably in my teens that I started to really actually understand, you know, singing in tune and and controlling the actual voice, not just singing because it literally just came from love.
2: Because <laughs> being musical theatre, I mean, you also have to be trained to to use your voice effectively and properly because obviously we get a lot of singers coming through into Joy and they say, oh, I'm doing a big tour and I do like maybe – Two shows and writing they got a couple of days off and then do another two shows. But for you guys, like it's eight shows a week. Yeah. How do you guys prepare yourself? I guess not only physically, but also with with your voice and stuff yeah. for that amount of time. For
0: me, it was uh, I I had to learn on the job because mm. when I first played Alpha I was yelling um, because obviously she's a cranky character and she's always yelling. And I was just yelling the only way I knew how. And Kelly Dickerson, who was the musical director at the time, was like, Jem, you can't yell like this because you're going to lose your voice. And so she, bless her, is, you know, a specialist with all this kind of stuff. So I learnt from the best. And she taught me that placement and that technique of how to yell to still – sound you know fiery and feist- feisty but to have that power without you know sacrificing your uh, longevity of your voice and so i learned on the job that way but um but yeah it's definitely something that you are constantly thinking about because you have to sustain the shows every single day
2: because wicked that song defying gravity is like climbing a mountain yeah and you do it eight nights a week <laughs> you, <well, laughs> you do it even on it's breakfast amazing. tv <laughs> <laughs> i be I- watching you on sunrise one morning and you. It was, just, it was like early in the morning. It was in the AM. for started. Yeah, it and was. You know, it was seven
0: forty-five <laughs> AM. And yeah,
2: I think that crap out. You're, I got I, mean, I got up
0: at two thirty in the morning. Like that's what I had to do because I knew that my voice would not sing those notes if I woke up at five. You know, yeah. so I got up at two thirty. I ran on the treadmill. I had breakfast.
2: Beyonce. Yeah, I did. I did. <laughs>
0: I had a full full warm up and uh, and I actually when I first sang the notes backstage before I went on the notes were really really shaky and I was like oh my <sighs> gosh I was so scared it was all going to turn pear shaped. And Kelly Dickerson was with me again and, and she just said, Jem, that the first time you've sang the notes today, of course they're gonna be shaky. So then the next time you do it Six AM. Yeah, yeah, it was six AM. <laughs> six AM. And so thank goodness um it, it all turned out really, really well. But um but yeah, that was actually a really, really nerve wracking experience for me, that was for sure.
2: Because <laughs> being in Wicked, obviously you do some amazing events like the Melbourne Cup, you do yeah. all these millions of people watching the tennis. Yeah. There must be nerve wracking on a different level, right?
0: yeah yeah you you kind of like you want to run away from them at the same time because you're so scared but then you're also like oh my gosh this is something that I've dreamed of so it's kind of a mix of emotions because it is so scary but then oh my gosh I am so lucky that I've been given this opportunity so you you have to you have to do it and you have to do the best that you can do but um yeah it's pretty pretty special
2: now lucy i am really envious because Grease is one of my favorite movies of all time (laughs) yeah same when i saw (laughs) when i saw the musical last year um with the gorgeous rob mills and good or and of Mm. course you as rizzo Mm -hmm. now rizzo is such a cool character because it's not like a cutesy nice sort of Sandy. Yep. She's a ballsy Yeah, she's the best. Of, It's a great role I'd have, right? Such a good role. Yeah, it was
1: Um, I remember when we got uh, the audition brief and I was, because um, I was right down to the end of the auditions for Sandy and I got right to the final, final round and I was, you know, I had my hair all straight and I had my little headband on and a purple, yeah, purple kind of mauve uh, shirt and my, you know, my nice skirt on and then I remember singing for the panel for John Frost and for the um, British creatives and everything and and I remember the director just at the end of... I'd sang Hopelessly Devoted to You and done the scenes and he just sort of stared at me for for a little bit too long and I was like, what? And he went, do you want some Rizzo material? And I went... (laughs) Yeah, I would. I'd love that. So I went outside, wetted my hair, made it all curly, put a put a smoky eye on and a red lip, and went in and sang worse things and um, got the role. So, yeah. But I remember leaving. I remember leaving that audition and just um, and then going on YouTube and looking up the Grease is the word footage from the London production, which is them at the um, in the triangle with Riz at the front with the cigarette. Mm And I remember watching it going, I have never wanted something so much in my life. And um, when I finally found out that I got the role, it was, she is the coolest cat ever. It's just the best. So it was a
2: joy to do that. Because I remember watching Greece in the 90s and Danny Minogue was Rizzo. Yeah, yeah. And I was just, it's such a cool character to play. It is. You know? And so, and you guys have been overseas with your productions, with, with Wicked and with Greece. Mm. What's it been like overseas uh, having Aussies starting musicals Like in Asia? They love theatre over there, right? They
1: do. Yeah, well, I actually did Jekyll and Hyde in Asia in 2009, Mm. toured South Korea. And um, it's really funny because they just – they're very uh, reserved during the show because it's what – you know, they're supposed to be polite. That and so you, you door. <laughs> oh, no, honestly. And then um, – so you sit there during the show going, oh, they hate us. Like they just <laughs> – <they're laughs> yes. just yes. – or oh, they're sitting in Singapore. They sit on their iPads and just sort of look around. And then <laughs> the end of the show happens and they go bananas. And you're just – I think it's just, you know, it's a cultural thing. They just need to yeah. – Need to keep it under wraps until the beginning. So, But, yeah, it's great. The Asian market is, is incredible for musicals. I think in Seoul alone there's 57 musicals running at any one time.
2: My goodness. In just one city. Last week um, I attended the cast announcement of the new musical Jacqueline Hyde. And I have to say, I was very pleased when I said your names, but also the lead guy in the musical, uh, Mr. Teddy Tahoe Rhodes, is a fellow Kiwi. Yeah. Big ups yeah. for that. <laughs> but I mean, coming from Greece and Wicked and to this very different musical, why this why did you choose this musical to sort of, I guess, audition for, Look, Gemma?
0: I, um, yeah, Gemma. Gemma Rick's here. <laughs> <laughs> for me, you know, I love just doing auditions um, just generally because I've been playing alphabet for so long. So it's it's something that is great to learn new material and to play different characters. So obviously when the brief came out, I was like, you know, did my research, and as soon as I heard the Lucy material, Lucy Harris material, I was like, "Oh my gosh, this is my voice—not to a T, but but something that I could definitely work on and and hopefully perfect at some point." But I was really blown away by the sounds, and because there's a lot of soft, floating notes, and um and that's something that I'm going to have to be working on, and and um that sounds stunning in part of the score, and and uh, and yeah, and then I get to work with these talented people, which was which is going to be so exciting. And Teddy is very tall. Which is great. He's because tall. I'm tall, he's you see. <laughs> he's very
2: muscly. Yeah. He's like a yeah, hot unit.
1: Well. Does know he? Oh, yeah.
2: I haven't oh, seen those. We want to see the Maori tats. <laughs> yeah. I guess auditioning Lucy for this role. Take us through the audition process for Jacqueline High. Was it different to say Greece or other musicals that you've done?
1: Sort of, yes. Because um, we were lucky enough to work with Frank Wildhorn, who is the composer of Mm. the show. And it's so funny. I'd put him on this pedestal for years and years and years, knowing and loving the score so much. And, um, and then we, I walked into my my first audition, and he was just sitting at a table, and he was just like, "Hey, I'm Frank," and I just sort of was like, "Oh my god, you're Frank Wildhorn." And then he just was like, "Yeah, cool, come over to the piano, and we'll work we'll work through this." And he said, "You know, I want to, I really want you to bring your own flavor to this stuff. I'm not married to anything. We can change uh, the melody here. I can rewrite stuff here. If you don't like that, we'll take it out. We'll change the key. We'll do whatever you want." So giving us that kind of creative licence was very different to, say, an audition process for something like Wicked or Grease where it's literally a show by numbers and you do exactly what they've done, right. you know, on the West End or on Broadway where they literally, the first person that did it walked from one over to five and then you could go into rehearsals and they're like, okay, now you as rears you walk over to five, we don't have time to talk about why, you just have to <laughs> fill in the gaps, <laughs> you just have to fill in the gaps right now and, and, and so you don't really get to decide what to do but I think think with Jekyll, it's going to be our own... We're so lucky because it's our own creation, I suppose, and it's the first time it's been done in Australia. So, so yeah, it was different. And then Frank had, instead of us going back and doing you know x amount of callbacks with material and stuff he just he wanted a work session with us and sat around the piano with us and just went oh yeah I like that about your voice and let's let's add a bit more of that in and change that and do this and so it was very interactive and amazing That's great. To it's so great
2: and this show is more of a I guess a reimagining of the show which yeah, is fantastic so I guess in a nutshell what's the story about for people that don't know the the story.
1: Well, it's um I suppose it's it's based on the Robert Louis Stevenson book mm. um of Dr. Henry Jekyll and Edward Hyde, which is about basically the the duality of man and the good mm. and evil in all of us and how to kind of deal with um with those parts of your personality and I think that Jekyll wants to to eliminate bad in people and in doing that actually awakens this um this horrifying murderer in himself which is Edward Hyde and so Lucy it's very confusing because I play Emma and Gemma mm. plays Lucy and my name is Lucy and her name's Gemma and my middle name is Emma so wow. it's all a bit like it's mad because people just go Lucy what well, are you talking about the character or are you talking about the person so Emma and Lucy as characters are essentially um his light and shade I think and um so he meets Lucy and leaves...
0: Oh, I don't... It's very, it's
2: very confusing. Yeah. There's lots Because your f- character play. You're a, a burlesque dancer. Is that right?
0: Well, yes. I'm a lady of the night. Right. Yes. I
2: don't I don't want to say apostrophe. <laughs> but yeah. a prostitute. Yeah. I think lady, lady of the, lady of the, of the night.
0: night is good. <laughs> lady it's of the gentle. night. a bit gentle.
2: So... You had to learn, you know, I to know. do your research yeah. and Buddhist dances and laddies of the night. Yeah. Have you had conversations?
0: So, I am having some acting lessons at the minute in Perth. <coughs> right. Uh, and so, I'm doing some uh, research. And, and doing watching a lot of documentaries uh, I'm actually going to uh, when I come back from Perth from weekend I'm going to do some dancing classes some pole dancing classes I'm gonna reconnect with my body <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and just sort of get into that headspace because obviously uh, it's you know something that I haven't really thought about. So I I need to do all that research so that when we get into the rehearsal period, those sorts of feelings and emotions uh, come naturally to me. Uh, Mm. So, yeah, it's going to be a fun process, that's for sure. Your husband
2: better watch out. I know, I know. Oh, my goodness. The big number in the show is this is the moment, of course, Gemma in Wicked was Defying Gravity. Yes. So thank God. Someone else is doing the big notes this this Oh, no. Show. She's got
0: some big oh, notes. Oh, really? Oh, yes. What's your big number on this show? Uh, well, Someone Like You is a, a beautiful song, mm-hmm. uh, which – you know, it's it grows, but that the biggest belty number for me is uh, a new life, which happens right near the end of the show, yeah. and it's 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 another big build. So it starts off quite you know slow and soft, and and, and yeah, off some big notes, big long notes happen, um, which is going to be a lot of fun. But but I think that's the thing that the songs uh, are written so beautifully that all of them really do build and develop and and grow and and sort of have that sort of anthem feel, which is really going to be powerful and, and goosebumpy, hopefully for everybody in the audience.
2: Because I guess. This, this is the moment has been covered by so many people over the years. Um, Josh Groban, Anthony Collier, um Anthony Warlow.
1: Having said that, we um, we heard Teddy sing it. Unbelievable! Like everyone just passed away. Yeah. yeah. Goose, goosebumps all over yeah. everyone just went, oh my God. It was, he it was was so incredible. He
2: was onto it. Now, tickets for this amazing production um, go on sale on Monday. All right. It starts 8th of December at the Prince's Theatre. Tickets go on sale on Monday. Make sure you get your tickets through Ticketmaster nationally. And of course, it's going to be touring all over the country, but Melbourne is the capital of theatre in Australia. Yay. Have a great time. I guess you're starting rehearsals when? End of October, mm-hmm. quite soon, We're not like, five, weeks months, five weeks, about. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll have a
0: nice. And that's generally
2: enough to get things.
0: Yeah. Yeah, let's
2: hope. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be an amazing show, Jacqueline Hyde starting on the eighth of December at the Princess Theatre. Tickets on sale on Monday. Thank you, Gemma Ricks and Lucy Monda.
1: Thanks for Thanks having for us.
2: Joining us on the show.
1: Hi, this is Gemma Ricks. And Lucy Maunder we're starring in the musical Jacqueline Hyde. We'd love you to come and see the show. Grab your tickets from
0: Ticketmaster now.